0: Talk, talk to me. Wsradio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
1: Well hello everybody and welcome as a nice lady said to Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marcia Collier, and we are here to bring you the latest news and reviews on everything tech-related. If you're a beginner or an expert, we are here for you, and welcome. Hello, Marcia. How are you?
0: How you doing, Mark? It's, doing. It was quite a week in tech. Lots of things are going on. Yeah. Um, uh, the Pixel tablet dropped, mm-hmm. and that's delayed now. People got emails, well, we may, you know, we're not shipping right away. Oh, no kidding. We're not charging your credit card. Uh, the OnePlus tablet, now those are the two new Android tablets, Right? Will I think they have started shipping. I just got one to review, and next week I'll tell everybody about it because, let's face it, as far as basic tablets that are of quality, in my opinion, the Fire tablet just doesn't really cut it. I, I didn't want yeah, any I mean, it's, more it's, it's Amazon commercials.
1: End. It's always been kind of the low end uh, fire Tablet. But you were gonna I, you were talking about getting which one? The Google or the Pixel?
0: Or oh, the uh, that's the same one.
1: Yeah, the uh, the other one.
0: The OnePlus? The OnePlus. I right. Well, you know, I, I was seriously looking at the Pixel, but then the OnePlus people reached out and I said, you know, maybe maybe let let me take a look at this. Yeah. And since I saw they were coming out at the same time I do believe the screen resolution and refresh rate are better on the OnePlus. And to hmm. me, that's what it's all about. When you're looking at a oh, tablet yeah. for hours and hours like I do, uh, it makes a big difference. So anyway, and then this week we we had a lot of stuff going on and DeSantis announcing his presidential run on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: It, it was interesting and, and it was – I thought it was sad that the media only – you know, oh it was terrible oh the-. yeah it was the glitches were unfriggin believable but i looked at it as some sort of victory in that they finally did get it going they split it into two streams uh two different people were carrying it in different twitter spaces which is an audio you know it's like listening to a podcast but it's yeah, live right. and uh In the end, I have screenshots. Between the two, there were over a million people who were listening. And I think, considering how horrible it was in the beginning, I think there was 20 minutes of nothing. Oh, gosh. Just people going, you know, running around trying to fix things. Um, I am a little surprised that they weren't more prepared. And I'm a little more surprised that DeSantis wasn't more prepared. It seemed like he was just reading something. And uh, but once it got into a discussion after the whole DeSantis, it it seemed like it was a bunch of softballs for DeSantis. But, hey, the point was he was announcing his candidacy. It wasn't a debate. It wasn't a town hall. It was just that. But then after that, uh, the Twitter folk kept the spaces open. And one of the people got Rudy Giuliani on the line. Yeah. That's now, he answered questions, and it, it showed me how interesting this could be for any politician to kick themselves in, you know, for their candidacy and reach a lot of people. If they can just refine the, you know, the technology, and I'm sure they can, I think it's brilliant. I think this is far better because people can listen to it on our phones and everybody will be listening to the same thing. Uh, unlike listening to it on different networks where you have this person's commentary and that person's commentary. I don't know about you, but half the time I think to myself, why don't you just shut up and let me just listen to what the candidate has to say? Yeah, that's
1: always a problem.
0: And it really is. I mean, even during, I think, uh, King Charles' coronation, they were yapping and yapping and yapping. I I just wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to have a description You
1: know. you know, it's always like in the old days, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when we were KBC, we they would have like during the pol- political, uh, during the elections, they'd have four talk show hosts talking at the same time about the same thing. You couldn't hear a word they were saying because every one of them was over talking the next one. Exactly. And that kind of stuff is kind of frustrating. It looks like Musk uh, apparently has supported DeSantis. so. I'm not sure. Well, if we
0: don't know what's gonna. Change. It's a long time till the election. Oh
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I think it would be great if he could have the. You know, I think it would be great if Biden went on Twitter. Yeah, I would. I think it would be great if any Democratic. And and it was really weird. Jack Dorsey, uh, the founder of the original Twitter. Mm-hmm tweeted out some robert f kennedy jr quotes and videos which i thought was a little because you know robert f kennedy says he's going to be running as a democrat
1: right i saw that
0: so i mean i'm seeing people from all different backgrounds all of a sudden having different points of view and i think that's the the magic of twitter is that anybody can participate
1: Yeah, I mean, Twitter has had video on it. So it's interesting that there was such a glitch in using the system and that they didn't, I suspect. There is
0: not, you can record ahead of time. The whole point of this was it to be live video and to have an hour long discussion with, let's say, at the peak of 600,000,
1: 700,000 in one stream.
0: Right. um, Carrying all that video, that, that's a big haul.
1: Very interesting.
0: So you know, making it audio, maybe it'll bring back radio. Who knows?
1: I mean, yeah, we have a story about radio a little later, so a good yeah. story about radio. So, uh, well, okay. I mean, I think it's an interesting use of Twitter. And, you know, if, if they can perfect it and they don't have – and I wonder if they lost people during the 20-minute dead air. Oh,
0: yeah, they did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to see what was going to happen. I mean, that was my story. That was my research. I was going to be there and see what happened. Mm. So that I, you know, when we read the media reports, as we have afterwards, uh, they're all slanted to one side or the other. And, of course, everybody hates Elon. So that's why I want to be there myself. And that's the kind of news we like to give on this show is, you know, stuff we know ourselves. We're not going to start talking about something we don't know anything about and have just read somewhere.
1: Well, very interesting. You know, technology moves on. Uh as does, by the way, Netflix, and we've been talking about this now for probably two years that Netflix was intending to cut down on multifamily use of Netflix passwords. Because people all over the place did that. You know, you had one password and you shared it with twelve of your friends. Uh well apparently this week they announced that it'll cost US subscribers seven ninety nine per month. Per extra user to enable account sharing, the company also said that uh, the paid account sharing option, known as an extra member, will be to two users per subscription, uh, and so that's have, on
0: the premium plan.
1: That's on the premium, plan. and that's
0: nineteen ninety nine a month. So that seems like a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, I mean twenty bucks a month for the three, three different. People. Yeah, yeah. And that's not bad. You know, if you're splitting it or you're giving it to your kids or whatever, you know, you're only talking right. about. Less than seven bucks a month to do that, so that's kind of it. I still like Netflix. But I mean, like, the
0: standard plan is fifteen forty nine, right? For four dollars more, you get two extra members. Yeah,
1: yeah. Seems uh, like a, and a good idea.
0: The standard plan allows you to have one extra member outside your household. So, right. you know. <laughs>
1: well, they also, you know, both plans give you unlimited ad-free movies, which that's what I expect. on Netflix, I don't expect to see ads on uh, netflix but uh it'll be interesting but yeah they're cutting down they d- and you know the funny thing is that people are all up in arms about it how can they do that to us oh, hello it's a business yeah. you know you got away with it for however long netflix has been on the air and i don't fault them for wanting to you know have people pay for extra members it doesn't make any sense not to do it that way
0: well i mean they are the new uh, they were the original Oh, yeah. Weren't they? I mean, they were the original. I think then Amazon Prime jumped in. Yeah. They were the original.
1: You know, and it's kind of funny because, and my daughter is this way too, she got so used to Netflix uh, where you could binge watch that she doesn't like watching anything that she can't binge watch watch anymore.
0: Well, I I really don't either. Even uh, because we still have Dish at the house, only because I like their... Hardware, which allows oh, you yeah, to transfer in the middle to a different TV, right. you know, their their hardware is excellent from Dish. Um, we don't even watch anything live anymore except the, maybe the news. And I record right. the news because 80% of the time we don't catch the news at the time it's on. So right, there you go. Course.
1: Yeah, very interesting. Dish had a huge uh, hack into the system about four months ago. And it's kind of funny because I have a friend who I have been raving about Dish for 15, 20 years. You know, I was one of the first Dish users, worked with the company years ago. They were a sponsor of our show for a long time. And um, so I told them, hey, go out and get Dish. It's much superior. I think he was on Spectrum, which everybody complains (laughs) about. Yeah. And they came out. They hooked up his Dish. They hooked up his, you know, his equipment. And suddenly there was a glitch and they couldn't sign on. The day that the hack happened was the day that my friend installed the equipment.
0: Oh, goodness. He goodness. had canceled
1: the Spectrum, and three days later, of course, the, they couldn't activate. It took him three months to activate the service. So now he still has their equipment on the roof, on the house, and it's useless because he went back to Spectrum because he couldn't use it anymore. So that was a very, very costly uh, mistake. Uh, not mistake.
0: mistake. Well, you, yeah. what's interesting, if you notice, I pay my... Uh, Dish bill from PayPal, right? And because I guess their bookkeeping is screwed up or something, my dish payment went to some sort of charity. Really? But it did say, you know, on the on the description
1: mm-hmm.
0: that it was going to Dish, but the actual account it went into was something else. Oh, how bizarre. And hopefully then it went, it to went the right place. well. No, I checked my Dish account. There's no. Hopefully, you go check it on Dish, and yes, and the payment went through. Yeah payments went through, but uh, another time it went to a personal <laughs> PayPal account. Yeah, yeah, somebody at Dish. I mean, wow, they really—they must uh, have had a whole lot. Well, you know, you have to look at your look at your credit card bills and take a look at where the money went.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, I
0: do that every month, and I recommend everybody else does because. There you
1: go. By the way, if uh, if you're wondering how Netflix knows. Uh, they use your IP address, device IDs, account activity to determine whether a device signed into your account is part of your Netflix household. Uh, they claim it does not collect GPS data uh, to try to determine the physical location of your device. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe they do huh. maybe they don't. I think uh, they got bigger
0: but, fish, for, fish to yeah, fry. Exactly. The IP address is an, enough of an address of its own. right?
1: Really. You would think so. Uh all right, so AI. What's the deal?
0: Okay. So I mean I had a hundred stories on AI this week, but yep. this one just really, really chapped my hide, as they used to say in the old yeah, shows. In the west. Right. In the old west. In yeah. The old th- west. This was this was insane. This was a man in China lost 4.3 million won, which is approximately $600,000, in 10 minutes to a scammer who used AI to scam him. Using an AI program, dig this, the con artist mimicked the face and the voice of the man's friend, asking for his company's bank information to bid on a certain project. But you see, what the guy who was scammed saw was this business person that he knew. Right. And heard his voice. Yeah,
1: that's really scary.
0: And to convince the guy further, the fraudster claimed to have already transferred money into Guo's account and sent a screenshot of a fake bank transfer receipt. Wow. So, I mean... Uh, the guy said, I received the video call. I verified the face and the voice, so I let my guard down. And after making two separate transfers to the account the scammer had provided, uh, Guo messaged his friend using the actual contact information on his phone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he said, What you talking about, Willis? No
1: oh, God. <laughs> it apparently, it looks like they recovered. About four hundred and seventy-six
0: thousand. Yeah, because they got on it immediately.
1: Yeah, you know How when often something does that like that. Never.
0: Yeah. Well, this was China. <laughs> it's a little tighter there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: I mean, they don't have to wait thirty
1: minutes for the cops yeah. to come. Out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's pretty crazy. Apparently, there's still one hundred and thirty-one thousand missing, but they're working on that as well. But still, yeah. are you
0: kidding me? A uh, four? They got a good chunk of the money back, and. Hey bravo that uh this seems to be rampant in China and let's face it they're ahead of us in the AI field. Mm-hmm. So this will be coming here. Don't don't worry. These scams yeah. just do not do not do anything without double and triple checking things especially yeah, when it comes to money friends. uh or investing in something or cryptocurrency. Let's just go down that list, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's really a crazy story. And um well, I'm glad he got some some or most of his money back. Hopefully he'll get to the rest.
0: Well, you know, we were talking about Dish Network. Yep. And remember they were bidding on wireless bands and all yeah. that mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah. And and we were going, "Hey, why why yep. what are they doing? Cuz there's no Dish Network phones or network right now or anything like that." Right, but it seems they're in serious discussions with Amazon to sell wireless plans over the five g network that they've mm-hmm. already built.
1: yeah, that's very interesting
0: I mean that that is to partner with Amazon to sell your wireless plans
1: yeah, that's a big deal
0: uh, that is a huge deal and a very successful idea. And I think they're going to do a lot of business.
1: I mean, I, you know, look, I hope they do well because they've lost a ton oh. of subscribers, as has DirecTV. Uh, a lot of people, you know, who have been getting away from dishes and, and you know, doing their own streaming and ideas. Uh, I'm just a little financially concerned about them, you know, that I wasn't going to have Dish Network anymore because they wouldn't survive. They've been talking well, about a— Well, you
0: know, they spent $30 billion on the mobile spectrum licenses. Right. So as far as infrastructure, I don't know what they're doing, but I am seriously assuming it's going to be all right. All right. Now, Amazon, in 2014, launched a smartphone using AT&T's network. Remember the Fire Phone? Yeah. The one nobody looked at and nobody right. got? Right. So Amazon sells a lot of wireless plans. This could give a lot of people faith in DISH. And like I said, I believe in their technology. So, oh, it's great. Uh, it's great. And they're currently serving 8 million wireless subscribers, so they're not new to this, mainly through Boost Mobile. So the company that uses networks from AT&T and T-Mobile to link those customers. Um, They have prepaid plans and the whole thing. So this isn't something brand new. Right. The cyber attack is really, really what damaged them. Oh was that terrible. that was that was really Yeah, really that's gonna take horrible. them
1: years to recover from that. Oh yeah. I mean I I had asked my friend who I just told the story about, have they been in touch with you to get their equipment to act? He said no. But, now I suspect at some point they will. You know and say, Hey, either subscribe to the not. service or take give us our stuff back.
0: <laughs> maybe not
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah and i mean it probably happened to i don't know how many people were affected by that but it was a lot
0: a lot and yeah it, it was let me see if i have any numbers no i don't have uh, i don't have any numbers on that so yeah that cyber attack was uh and it was this year so oh, yeah, it and was I, three months i'm ago. still seeing glitches in the billing to be honest oh honesty. have you really yeah like like i told you so
1: yeah, I mean that. I like I say, I I think mine is okay, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Yeah, no, my bills okay.
0: get paid. Yeah, right. But just the addresses they end up going to has just been a little bizarre.
1: Yeah. So this is kind of interesting. Microsoft has been one of the big beneficiaries of AI, and they're very actively involved. They've done well. And now Microsoft says we need a new government agency oh, to regulate dear AI.
0: Dear God. First of
1: all, I don't know that we need one more government agency to Well,
0: let's up. put Dianne Feinstein in charge. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's having some, her own problems well.
0: well. no, but the problem is I would say maybe if one-tenth of the people in our government understand any of this, I'm being generous.
1: You are being way generous. None no of these
0: people have any idea of what it is. Now, if they get people in business, you know, like let's get some people from Apple and Google and Microsoft, right. it, they're going to be partial to themselves and their own needs. Um, Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no. I just think it's absolutely stupid to have the t- government developing new laws and regulations over something they
1: don't understand whatsoever. Yeah, they do not. I mean – Even tech people are not quite sure about AI and about GPT and such. So uh, Microsoft's asking other countries to establish government agencies to regulate. Microsoft President Brad Smith made the recommendation today in a 41-page company report about reining in AI amid concerns.
0: Yeah, I wonder how much Brad Smith gets a
1: year (laughs) for these stupid uh, ideas. Guarantee it was lots of money. Yeah. Uh, Saying that uh, AI could disrupt society. Whether it's through deep fakes, which you oh, I think just I
0: think it will, from. and that that example, it's absolutely, yeah. absolutely, it's a mess.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting if uh,
0: we even have another it. AI story before the end of the show. That's ludicrous. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's really really interesting. So it's interesting to say. I don't know. Maybe they're getting ahead of it to look like the good guys. I mean, who knows? Uh, but Microsoft is very actively involved in it. Yeah, but see. the
0: point is. Our government has no clue. You've seen the hearings they had on social media. Right. They had no idea.
1: Yeah.
0: No idea at all. So there was a quote here uh, a little more than a decade ago, technologists and political commentators alike gushed about the role of social media in spreading democracy through the Arab Spring. Right. Yet years after that, we learned that social media. Uh, could be used as a weapon. So, (laughs) and it was aimed at democracy. So who knows? Just having government, maybe having like big thinkers that are vetted from different either universities or think tanks. I don't know.
1: Yeah, very interesting to see. Uh, Okay, so apparently HP is bricking their printers.
0: I have to tell you, I was getting monthly emails from h p p r Well send your printer to test out come we'll send it to you. We we'll send you the ink okay. and is and first of all, I don't need another printer. I don't want another printer. A printer is a printer right <laughs> that's exactly it. that's it. Don't need another printer. um send me the spec sheet, and they sent me the spec sheet, and I said, Oh. This is HP Plus. Now we've heard of big tech, but you have to hear of big inkjet. Mm-hmm. They sell you a printer for eighty-five bucks. Cheap enough. Cheap. Oh, that's a deal. I mean, especially it looks cool. The whole thing's, but it's an ink service. Um, you know that printers waste their own ink on all kinds of things and they pretend cartridges are empty when they're not right right and we've all heard that they'll lock out official cartridges from another region like maybe if you bought them in europe you can't use them in the u.s right well and we won't even talk about dynamic security where hp Firmware updates secretly contain malware that blocks batches of third-party cartridges, mm-hmm. so you can't use, you know, the <laughs> the ones who are supposed to work with your printer made by another company.
1: Right. Yeah, I have that. I used to have that on Canon all the time. You put it in a ink uh, an inkjet uh, cartridge, and it's come back and says, "No, you can't use this. This isn't an original cartridge."
0: Well, this is a new thing. So they have an ink subscription service. Um you can get so much free ink to start it in but the minute you plug the n- you have to have the ink within 7 days of plugging the printer in the wall. Okay. And act now cuz it's going to extend your warranty a full year and give you an HP Advanced Smart app. I mean and they're even planting trees for people. So I mean okay. this is I mean I'm telling you that I got constant emails. I'll probably be banned. and yet HP printers are my favorite printers, just mm. so you know. Um, they have an ink subscription service that lets you know when your ink you, you need new ink, it orders new ink.
1: okay. You
0: pay for new ink.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Every month, whether you need it or not. And it keeps coming. It's called Instant Ink. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't promote to anybody. I mean, if you've ever overordered on Amazon Subscribe and Save and have a major backlog of, I do, of lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) There's one lipstick color. I didn't want to lose it, so I put it on Subscribe and Save. They changed the colors. Now, I got eight billion of them. Not really, but... Will will those end
1: up on eBay one day?
0: No. No, I'll use them because I like the color. Okay. I just don't open them. Uh, But the deal is ink subscribers are just just crazy. I mean, now they've blocked third-party cartridges. And some of those um, third-party cartridges are made by some of the top manufacturers in the world. So nobody knows how the HP has done this. Um, You can't really cancel or change any time like they say Mm -hmm. because there's no way to deactivate the firmware in the printer. It's just going to stop working if you're not using their ink cartridges.
1: Yeah, that's a problem.
0: And here, quote – In fact, the only way to get rid of HP+, Plus once activated, is to buy a new printer.
1: Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's a great idea.
0: So, if you're buying any printer, whether it be HP, and you mentioned Canon, Mm -hmm. I have not Now, I did test the printer from Epson, but that was the one where you could refill it from little bottles of inkjet stuff. And that's the best... Whether it's the best printer I have in the house, frankly, I love my HP. <laughs> this is my HP LaserJet, you know, color all in mm-hmm. one thing. It's a great printer. But that inkjet, I know that I can see the cartridges. When it gets to a line, I have to fill it back up. Right. And I like that a whole, whole lot better.
1: Well, that's very Interesting. Well, So, so they, just be careful you be,
0: before you buy a printer. Well, don't let them get you. Read the details. Ask right. the questions. Get your answers in writing if you have to. There you go. Or ask right. them if you can record the conversation in Best Buy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it is now the time of the show. Research the planet, the universe, and Best Buy for the Buy of the Week. Thank you. Uh, so not that this is such a fantastic savings, but it's a savings. If you are one who is interested in Starlink's, um, internet service, the Starlink internet service, which you have to get the, you have to pay the equipment, which is $600. And for which they send you a kit that, it, you know, shows the, uh, it's got the satellite and it's got whatever, you know, comes along to get you up and running on that thing. And that's what you need to get the service to run. That thing has been, as I say, was $599. You have to pay it or you can't get the service. Well, Best Buy's got it on sale. You can save 100 bucks on this thing. That's four ninety nine ninety nine. So if you were looking for a way to get Starlink, which I think for the most part, people have been okay with. Uh, you know, I haven't heard too much screaming and yelling about this isn't working extremely well. You well, you were
0: banging on Spectrum before, but uh, I don't have Spectrum TV, but I have Spectrum Internet. And it's fantastic. It's
1: yeah, that I don't know. I, most reliable about TV only. and
0: fabulous. Yeah,
1: yeah the yeah the TV and I've never had Spectrum either. We we don't have uh, uh, fiber optics for cable or anything near my house, so we've always had the dish. Uh, in the old days, we had that gigantic twelve foot dish, whatever that thing was. <laughs> That's uh, literally when we moved in here, we had one of those gigantic dishes. Um, so Starlink, like I say, uh, the reviews, there's only two reviews here and it's got five reviews. You do have to install it yourself. They don't come out and install it for you.
0: I hear the install is very easy though.
1: That's what they claim.
0: That you just they, open the box and.
1: Boom, yeah, boom. supposedly it is. It's, it's a little, looks like it actually sits on the ground. So I guess you place it somewhere on the ground, uh, comes with videos, you know, to show you what to do. And if you want to give this a try now. You want to make sure that it actually works for you because I don't know that you get your money back if it doesn't, although Best Buy, I suspect, has some kind of return policy. But, uh, again, I
0: I suspect they have the map there and the service areas that they would check out. If not, be responsible and do it yourself online to be sure that Starlink is available at your address.
1: Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, uh, I – was able to get other internet service that was much faster than Starlink, but the, uh, they have it in my neighborhood. Somebody actually has Starlink. I haven't talked to them, so I don't know how they like it or not, but apparently it's available, and it's a good solution if you have, like you're me, in an area where you can't get good internet service. So, again, this is available at Best Buy. It's the Starlink Standard Kit. Uh, normally sells for five ninety nine. dollars uh, Now it's four ninety nine, dollars and it is available today. And that is our Buy of the Week. Ta-da. 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 um, so anyway, yeah, so that's the story uh, all right, so Walmart's pet telehealth, how does that work it, yeah, I'm kind of
0: shocked by the whole thing, first of all, it's Walmart, <laughs> and it's telehealth for pets, right now, I don't know about you, but when I take my cat into the vet. It's not a pleasant thing.
1: <laughs> no, they hate it. The dogs <laughs> they hate it. really, afraid.
0: really, they hate it. This is something they don't want to do. Yep. But Walmart is partnering with veterinary telehealth provider Pop P A W P Cute. to offer Walmart subscribers free a- free access to virtual veterinarians for a year, beginning Tuesday. Right. But you have to, of course, be. A Walmart Walmart Plus subscriber. Mm-hmm. I think this. If they get the word out, I personally haven't heard about it everywhere. Have you?
1: No, this is the first I've heard of it.
0: it. Right. And I found this on mo- last Monday, so I didn't hear it on the news. I didn't hear it anywhere. But th- they're doing it, and the retailer's foray into veter- veterinary telehealth comes as the company looks to better compete with Amazon. And hold on to higher income customers by making its subscription service more valuable.
1: You know, I've had my vet for 25 years, maybe, you know, a real old style vet. And when, you know, fortunately, we have not had to use him much. But when you take your pet there, he looks in their eyes. He examines their body. He touches. He feels. They put him on a scale. You know, that's the kind of care I want for my pet. I don't want somebody on a TV screen saying, looks okay to me.
0: Yeah, well, there is a major shortage of veterinarians. Well, that is First, true.
1: That's definitely true.
0: And it just, I know it was in the dark ages, and veterinary schools, you know, were were a rare thing. But when I wanted to go, I think it was Auburn University to become a vet, hmm. and I got a letter back saying, "We're really sorry." And this was again in the dark ages when I was a kid hmm. coming out of high school. Uh we only allow two or three women in the classes every year because they just get married and move away now. Oh god. And don't have a practice. Okay. And yet mo many of the veterinarians today are women.
1: Right. That's so, true. So yeah.
0: I mean, hey, I could've could have been, but there aren't enough veterinarians. And I think you're absolutely right, Mark. I, I think it's risky. Um they need blood draws, right? When they oh, see yeah. the pet, they need. Uh, I'm not doing telehealth until my nope. cat can talk and point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't no. think it's
0: something I, I want to be involved in.
1: No, it's very, very difficult. I know during the pandemic, uh, my dog was limping. One of my dogs, we have two, was limping. And I, of course, oh, yeah. freaked out. And I, this is no joke, I went to seven vets trying to find someone to see my dog. They couldn't know, we're busy, we can't. One of them came out to the car and said, well, you know, we can see you Tuesday, and it was Sunday. And I called another one that I had used before, and they told me, okay, it's an eight-hour wait.
0: Okay, you could have called me, because I knew where there was a vet that actually was still making appointments. You had to stay in your car, but you had to hand over your dog in a carrier.
1: Yeah, the well, they kind of did that. They wouldn't take, they, even there, they wouldn't do it because they were too busy. They came out and said, okay, what's your emergency? Well, we can't yeah. really see. Well, you know, so And it turned out to be, thank goodness, everything was fine with my dog. But it was scary. It was yeah. a really scary proposition when you couldn't find anyone to help you. So that's the only use I could think of uh, for telehealth if you can't yeah, literally get to a vet.
0: Well, I guess Ford was listening to our radio yeah, show. Yeah,
1: they had to have been.
0: Right? Because why?
1: <laughs> this is great. Ford reversed their plan to ditch the AM radio after, well, this is congressional attention. I think it yeah, was Yeah, well, Mark congressional,
0: Marcia... ad- that's right. They heard us. Correct. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good because Marsh and I were talking about, even though a lot, you know, and I confess that the only thing I listen to on AM radio anymore is sports, but I listen to the Dodgers and I listen to the Lakers and, you know, a lot of people still listen to it. And I'm glad to hear that that's... Well,
0: and it's the emergency broadcast channel.
1: Right, right.
0: So, you know, we should be able to have it everywhere. Now it's only going to be foreign automakers who are not doing it. Let that sink in.
1: Well, I thought it was electric car makers.
0: <laughs> and, for, and foreign automakers. And who foreign, are not, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. So, yay. Glad to hear that's back, because AM radio does have a great purpose. It always did. And glad to see that uh, Ford came to the census. Kudos to Ford for doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very nice. And one last thing before we go into our top 10 streaming. Yep. This just blew me away. Uh, ValueAddedResource.net, a website that I follow, Mm -hmm. uh, published an interesting article about eBay chat GPT-AI generated descriptions are now live in the app. Now for anybody who hasn't been listening to the show forever I write the book eBay for dummies I've upgraded it and updated it into the 10th edition and there will be another edition but the point is your eBay description is what the user is supposed to read right because eBay has that warranty and and I'm talking to you from a seller's point of
1: view mm-hmm.
0: that they they buyer can just say, it's not what I expected. Right. And if it's in there as expected, you know, you wrote the description explaining everything, saying what was wrong, what was this, what was that, then you won't be forced to refund the money. But you haven't got anything to hang your hat on if that information is not in the description. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you've done anything with Chat GPT, you can. That's it. Reminds me of some writers I know. Spouts a lot of flowery words, but I mean, in their blog post, I'm looking at this, and uh, it yeah, nice and flowery. But the point is, the description I'm looking at that it wrote was for a 2007 Toyota Camry motor mount. Doesn't say if it's been used. Doesn't say how long it was used. Doesn't say if it was rusted. Does, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't do it. it. First of all, all of your descriptions on eBay, from what I can see because I shop there, are pretty crummy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Try and give a full, decent subscriptions. Don't let AI do it. Do it yourself. Frankly, one of the secrets I have is I search the internet and go to the manufacturer's website and pull their description. Right. (laughs) Which you're not supposed to do, but at least I give the right description.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's talk a little TV and movies. Yeah, you do movies. Yeah, we'll start with (laughs) movies. Uh, Number one, we've talked about, and a lot of these are the same as they were last week. Number one, air. Which what a, a great very movie. Very what good movie. What a great movie. Yeah, about Nike and Michael Jordan and how the uh, the Air Jordans came about. Uh, very entertaining movie.
0: Well, an interesting uh, thing to talk about in another week are a lot of these movies that are about products. Right. Uh, products we use. We've had Air. There's been Tetris. There's one coming out about Blackberry. There's one coming out about Barbie. Um, these are very interesting, and people seem to really like them if they're done well. So. Yeah.
1: I'm curious about the Barbie movie. Oh, uh, I'm so
0: excited. If you saw the recent – they're just unrolling little by little with the trailers. Right. Barbie has to go into the real world. Yeah. It's a scary place. They say – the quote is, if you love Barbie, you love the movie. And if you hate Barbie, you're going to love the movie because <laughs> it gives it gives both sides. That's nice. I so, like
1: Margot Robbie who plays uh, Barbie and uh, – Oh gosh, Ken is played by I can't remember the name now, but I, he's a great uh, fun actor, and I can't think of his name. Ryan Gosling, yes. Uh, so that's coming out. Uh, number two on the charts: Dragons, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Again, that's been sitting on there for a while. Number three: The Mother, which I saw and enjoyed with Jennifer uh, Lopez, plays an assassin and a you know a sniper. So that was very entertaining. Uh, Ant Man versus Wasp was okay. It was okay. I was disappointed in seeing it. Uh, yet to see a man called Otto, which is supposed to be a very good film with um, Tom Hanks. Uh, the remake of White Men Can't Jump. And that's on Hulu, apparently. And I, that's one I probably will watch because uh, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, Ghosted's been up there for quite a while. Uh, and it's a kind of a spy romance kind of thing. Still, which, Marcia, you you did watch Still?
0: I loved Still. Still yeah, was heard a great, really great movie. great things about it's it. It's the Michael J. Fox movie. It's his history. And if you've ever admired him as an actor, you need to see it.
1: Yeah, he's terrific. Uh, Shazam, which uh, I don't know. If, I think that's the newest Shazam that just came out. And the last is Missing, which is on Netflix. And it looks entertaining. Uh, what's it and about? I probably will watch that one. What's it so, about? Yeah. What do you got in movies?
0: No, what's it about? Missing. oh what's
1: oh, what's the movie about yeah. uh i it's a I believe it's a police drama if I remember correctly.
0: Ah uh, here after a mother goes missing, a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online okay uh, it's got looks- a seventy six out of a hundred okay, not bad and on real good, it's ranked one thousand nine twenty six We'll see where it goes next week,
1: okay. what do you got on t v
0: well, Silo is number one. Haven't seen it. That's on Apple TV. Nor have I. Ted Lasso is closing up Break My Heart at number me two. Me too.
1: We watched it last night. Break My
0: Heart. Uh, oh, you saw the end?
1: Well, yeah, we saw the well, Don't tell. Well, me. we haven't seen the last. In the next episode, next week is the. what sounds like is the end of the show. And it is a brilliant, heartwarming, loving, fantastic. I love the show. Funny. I can't say enough good things. If you have not seen Ted Lasso, go watch it from beginning to end.
0: Yeah, I'll be going to England a little later this summer, and I'm gonna miss the Barbie premiere. But oh, we no. were thinking. Yeah, I know, I'm really upset about that. Oh my uh, God. But we were thinking of going to go to Richmond, where they filmed. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> that yeah, would Richmond be fun.
1: United, is that what it's so, called? So, anyway, or Manchester United.
0: Uh, uh, Manchester United's different yeah. team. Yeah. Then there's Succession, which yeah. I still haven't watched, but I've heard is very good. And that, what is that on?
1: That's on
0: uh I can't see it so little on my screen. Yeah, I'm trying to
1: look I'm trying to look myself. Uh it's on one of the streaming services. It might be HBO, Duh. I can't quite remember. Duh. It?
0: Duh. It's on one of the streaming services. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, it's on a network show.
0: <laughs> then there's uh, Jury Well, none of these are. These are streamed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then there's Jury Duty on free V. Yep. Uh on I don't know which Prime Video, I believe is Citadel. It's number five. Number six from a new one this week on Netflix, EXO, comma Kitty. Looks like a one. charming bunch of young people. Eight, Love and Death. Looks interesting. And uh, still The Diplomats, number nine. I think yeah. that's going to be worthwhile watching. I haven't watched it. Maybe it's I'll good. watch it I this weekend. I just finished it. Was it um, good?
1: It's got eight episodes, and I think it's coming back for a new season.
0: Good. Yeah, it's so depressing when they're not, right? Yeah, exactly. A Grey's Anatomy, by the way, on network TV, not streaming, is coming back after the 20th season. There's going to be a new season Crazy. next year. It's Crazy. What a great show. Yep. Uh, and number 10 is Yellow Jackets, so, you know.
1: Which I didn't love and stopped watching, so. But, I, but a lot of people like that show. Hey, that's it for us. There's the music. It's time for us to go. I hope you have a great Memorial Day uh, if you're listening to us on Sunday or Monday, and we will see you next weekend. Have a good one.
0: That's great, Mark. This is Mark Carwin and Marsha Collier on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Thank you for listening, and subscribe, like, tell your friends. Bye-bye. Enjoy the holiday.